Hey everybody, it, we are back with the Laguna Biatch podcast. I want to say thank you so, so much. I got so many really awesome DMs about the first episode and I'm excited to keep this going. I am going to go episode by episode. I don't know if I explained that in the um, first episode, I guess, but I will be going episode by episode. And then once we finish season two, which don't worry, it's it's going to be a while, guys. This is going to be a a long ride and I hope you guys stick with me. Um, so let's get right into this episode. It is called The Bonfire and if there is a bonfire in Laguna Beach, you know there's going to be drama along with that bonfire. Um, I was always so jealous that they could just like have a fire on a beach and hang out with their water bottles full of vodka and just cause trouble. Um, I actually had my dad build a fire pit when I graduated college. I was like, please, please, can we have a bonfire? Just because I wanted to live out, you know, the Laguna Beach dream, right? Um, So we're going to start right off. There's a lot of good stuff in this episode, honestly. Um, Bonfire episodes are my favorite. Well, my all-time favorite is the Fiesta episode because watching them clearly make margaritas while on film and being like 17 – like I said, it's like my favorite thing on the planet. But um, th- one thing that this episode started off with, which I forgot about, honestly, was in season two, it's always previously on Laguna Beach and then, you know, the piano. But this time, LC gives the recaps. And I'm not sure when that beautiful previously on Laguna Be- Beach, sorry, not Beach, Beach, I'm not sure when her voice shows up. So I'm excited for that. But Elsie starts off throwing some shade. You know, she says, you never know if Kristen and Steven are on and off, especially with all the guys Kristen has on the side. Damn. And of course it shows Talon because we need to remember, even though Talon isn't super heavily featured in season one, they're clearly gearing up for season two with Talon. Um... So it starts off with Elsie and Lo going shopping because Ho's over bros, so she needs to hang out with her girl Lo. They go into Mac, and they're getting their makeup done for Trey's AYA open mic night. And one thing that I think is really funny is that the Mac lady, whoever in MTV had her say this line, you know, she didn't want to say it. She's in her... maybe late 30s, I don't know. She looked a little older. She has like a dope undercut haircut. And she has to go, so are you ladies flying solo tonight? Like, come on. Asking like 17-year-olds that. And Elsie says, we're always solo. And then she pouts. And then the lady from Mac is like, um, so no ball and chain? Nah, girl, she just said they're solo. Um... So after that, we go to Kristen and Steven surfing, and Kristen hates every second of it. She clearly doesn't want to go surfing, but we all know Steven is a surfer boy, so he's going to do it. Skimboard boy, too. He's going to go out there. His butt crack's going to show out of his swim trunks, and he is going to be in that ocean water. Um, it's a weird, it's a kind of a weird scene though, cause it cuts really quickly to Christina driving and Colin Morgan to tell her she got into college. And one thing I think's really sweet, and there are a lot of people who tell me how boring Christina and Morgan are. And again, 
I'm going to say they just weren't utilized correctly. I'm going to I'm going to stand Christina and Morgan's friendship. I don't know if I'm using the term stand correctly cuz I'm 27 and not like 18, but I think I'm using it correctly. And I like them as friends because Christina says, "What if I get a roommate that I hate?" And Morgan immediately says, "Then you call me and I'll come visit you." And that's some shit I would say. If you hate your roommate, don't worry. Don't worry, I'll be there. I'll be there and I'll probably hate her more than you do, so don't worry. Um, then it just like cuts to Trey really quick yelling at some guy who crosses the street and he, he mentions something about the open mic night and that's that. I don't, I don't know what that scene was about, but his phone died midway through it. He was wearing a weird little black turtleneck. He looked like a middle-aged mother rocking that look though. Does Trey ever look bad? That's a, that's a real question I have. I'm pretty sure Trey... Always looks good, even when he doesn't look great. So it goes right to Morgan and Christina. In this scene, Morgan should have been nominated for an Emmy or something because she opens the letter and it says she didn't get into BYU. But homegirl did. She got denied from BYU Hawaii. BYU Hawaii, not the BYU in what? What is it, Utah? It's a Mormon school, right? So probably Utah. Um, yeah, she got right in. So I just have to say bravo to both of them for their acting because I had no idea up until recently that, um, that scene was totally fake. One line that she says though, that had me die, well, laughing pretty hard. I'm not going to say dying, but she was like, I don't want to be here anymore. It's just stupid kids screwing up on their parents' money. Hell yeah. I grew up in a town like that. Um, it was either like really wealthy or like m- middle class, I guess. Maybe even a little lower middle class. But, you know, the rich kids would like this one girl I went to school with. She um, she was in my grade and she wrecked three BMWs and her dad just kept buying her them. And I'm driving a 92 Corsica with red velvet interior just trying to make it home so my car doesn't overheat. But I am appreciative of that car. Um, my dad bought it for me. And at least I had at least I had wheels, right? I just sounded so old. At least I have wheels. Um, after that very dramatic scene, Christina and Morgan walk walk away and Morgan has her arm on Christina's shoulder. They're little besties and they're still good friends, which makes me love it even more. This is one of the best scenes of the whole series when Jessica and Kristen go to Wild Oats to buy food because they're cooking for Dieter and Steven. I mean, just some of the things that, do boys like feta cheese? And then Jessica wants to get lettuce, but she grabs cabbage. And then, of course, have a pound. Should we get a pound, half a pound or have a pound? I don't know. I don't know. You know, that that little... That little conversation just, I feel brain cells just popping, you know? (laughs) But they end up settling on a piece of boneless, skinless chicken, which sounds fabulous. Honestly, one of the, basically all I can cook is chicken. So um, I don't blame them for doing that. I mean, usually I just, you know, pick up a packet of chicken breasts and cook it. I don't ever go to a deli. But it looks like they were trying to be a little fancy with it. 
Then, of course, they pull up to Stephen and Dieter's, and Jessica says, is Stephen going to be in a jealous rage tonight? Kristen doesn't know. Kristen's not into it. Kristen's not into all this drama that she's causing. Kristen just wants to live her life. And then as they're cooking, well, before they start cooking, Dieter announces that he hates feta cheese because it's goat cheese. And then he asks Steven if they want to go to Jack in the Box, which is actually a voiceover they use maybe, I think, I know for sure once more, but I feel like maybe twice more. So all this drama is happening at Steve at Dieter's house. They're at Dieter's house cooking, trying to cook dinner. And then they end up, then editing, or the show goes into the open mic night. And Lo does not want to go to open mic night. Lo wants to give her money to AYA and be done with it. And Elsie's like, so you'll give your money, but not your time. And I was kind of like, that's really woke of you, Elsie. Oh, I'll tell this at the end. Never mind. <laughs> and Elsie's like, we're going to stay for a half hour. And that's that. And Lo's like, Meh, I want sushi. And Elsie's like, I don't care. Polster gets up there. And Polster just seems, I don't know. He just seems like someone who always acts smarter than you and would talk down to you if I was to tell Polster that I ran a Laguna Biatch Instagram, he would probably tell me to stop wasting my time and focus on something important. That is my guess about Polster. Sure, he's great. Sure, he's a nice dude, but that's kind of how I feel he would be. He ends up comparing AYA to women's liberation and civil rights. He says it's a movement and we all got to get on this movement. So AYA, hell yeah, ma'am. It's right up there with women's liberation and civil rights, right? Yeah. Um, after that little chant that Polster does, they flash back or go forward to Dieter's house where they're all eating. Lots of close-ups of Stephen chewing. As you follow this podcast, which I hope you do, you will realize how much I hate Stephen eating. Like, it's just full mouth open the chewing in the microphone that he's wearing. It's like, damn, dude, you're on television. Shut your mouth when you eat. I always see this meme. It's like, um, if I hear you chewing with your mouth open, I want to kill you or something crazy like that. But it's true. I, I can't handle people chewing with their mouth open. It drives me up a wall. Um, so yeah, that whole scene, you know, it's the rudest bite. And then... Her, Kristen's phone rings and she picks it up and goes, hey, Sam. And I have to say, for someone who is barely in the series at all, he is mentioned so often, so much. And I give him credit. I mean, he started a lot of drama considering he was never on screen. He was on screen for the Dunzo episode. He's on screen in Cabo, both seasons. But he like never utters a word. Or anything. He's just known as like the hottie that Kristen's in love with that's not Steven. Um, after that, the boys are cleaning up and Kristen is exhausted. She wants to leave. And Steven's like, why are you leaving? And she's like, I'm tired. I have detention. And he's like, I don't know. He says, no comprende too. And she's like, Ugh. you know, Ugh, with her black choker. She's way too cool for Steven anyway. Talon randomly pops up in the next uh, next scene, and it's just to remind us that Talon is there. Talon is the hottie who hooks up with girls twice. He's the junior. He's not a senior yet. Again, just trying to remind us that Talon is there. 
Talon, you know, they really got to build Talon up. Kristen ends up venting to Morgan, my girl Morgan S., another one who was under underappreciated. She was in both seasons, friends with everyone. She should have made it, guys. She should have been on it more. But they're eating Pinkberry. Um, the food tastes like feet. And then it just kind of ends. I feel like that seems really quick. And one thing I'm noticing as I'm re-watching the episodes, um, scenes are really fast. They're like three minutes. That's why I feel like when I do these recaps, I'm jumping all over the place because they jumped all over the place. And everyone's talking about the bonfire. Steven even calls Elsie and asks if she's going to the bonfire. And she said, yeah, I'm going to go after work. So Steven's going to go. And then we're going to have some scenes with them because... Because we're rooting for Steven and Elsie at this point. I mean, like I said, re-watching it, you're kind of like, wait, Kristen was dating Steven, and I still want Elsie to snatch him up. But in reality, Steven's the problem. Steven's leading on these two girls, and it's not cool, man. Don't do that. Polster is in the next scene as well, and he's preaching about some psychology stuff he wrote his paper on and Elsie's just nodding her head staring at the fire we've all been in those conversations you don't want to be in there's a guy I work with he talks about Star Wars a lot I don't know anything about Star Wars I just nod my head okay all right yep hopefully he stops talking soon this scene though is really funny like it's all over the place Lowe's trying to make a phone call and she says doesn't my GD phone know I need to make a phone call I won't say that um GD because I don't know if it offends people. I don't I don't really know. They block it out on there. I have a friend who doesn't like when I say it, so I'll say GD for now, okay? Steven and Kristen are fighting. I don't think they've stopped fighting since the beginning of the episode when he forced her to go surfing and she's like, This is lame, Steven. I don't want to do this. Um And then Morgan runs out, and like I said, Morgan highly unappreciated she is she's a gem she runs out saying do not go in the bathrooms which is something I still use to this day you know I live in Nashville and some of the bathrooms in those bars do not go in them just you might as well just hold it because I don't know what you could catch on some of those toilet seats well I know you hover but still still it's like dark dingy you're like Ugh, why is it moist why is the why is the air so damp in this bathroom? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just like, I'm thinking of all the gross bars. And if you're ever in Nashville, just be prepared to hover or put a bunch of toilet paper down if you want to sit. If you're not, you know, if you don't have that leg strength. Sometimes, you know, you got to do what you got to do. So they're all sitting around drinking vodka out of their water bottles, allegedly. It's allegedly vodka in a water bottle. There's no confirmation. But they're all sitting around, and Elsie and Stephen are having a little heart-to-heart. And Stephen says he doesn't, he doesn't regret hooking up with Lauren. He just regrets all the drama that came with it. And she's like, yeah, me too. And then he says something, which I forget. And she says, what did you learn? Like, not to hook up with two girls who are going to be in the same friend group? And then he was just like, ha, 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 ha. Stephen, I don't know about him, man. And Elsie throws out the word, the, the line, if you wanted someone, you could have them. Right to Steven. And Steven's like, no, I can't have them. I can't. I don't know. He's so emo sometimes. I'm like, 
Damn, Stephen. Come on, get it together. By the way, I'm going to start this new thing. It's a standard count. And one of their favorite things to say is the word standard. It is a constant. And they said the or it's more Stephen and Dieter that say standard, I'd say. And this episode, they use the word standard five times in like a 24-minute episode. The way they wrap up this episode is great, though. Because if you remember first episode, Steven and Elsie leave Trey's party together. And then Kristen gets upset, as she should. It's her fucking boyfriend. And then in this episode, Elsie and Steven pack up the bonfire and go together. But before they did that, they talked about senior pranks. And my grade wasn't great. It was probably like the worst grade to go through Hanover school system, Hanover, Massachusetts school systems. Shout out to HHS. But one of my friends like lit the, I want to say football field on fire that said 09. But when I was a freshman, there was a real life food fight. Like one that you'd see in the movies, except it was real and it was terrifying and people are running out with like trays over their head. They're covered in salad dressing. So that was a really good senior prank. Um, I don't remember the other senior pranks that happened while I was in school, but I know ours kind of sucked because we're under a real microscope. It was basically if you do a bad senior prank, prom's getting taken away. I don't know. But they didn't know what they were going to do for senior prank. That's... I th- they called it the fish fling and Dieter wanted to put a bunch of goldfish in the school swimming pool I don't know I wouldn't do that and LC says no because you don't kill goldfish and then Steven says that's why they're 99 cents they only have like a one month lifespan so I don't know what they ended up doing I don't know if they ever touch on that but that was their plan to do the fish fling and then the episode kind of ends Um, oh, I forgot to mention, of course, editing has Sam call Kristen while she's at the bonfire as well. And I'm kind of pissed because they really hyped Sam up and he never spoke. He was real cute. I mean, he's a little cutie. He had like surfer hair and stuff. And now I actually found out he runs a, um, a clothing company. He has a clothing company. I think in New York. Could be wrong. Probably wrong. But yeah. He does clothing and and stuff like that, so good for Sam. Maybe one day Sam will want to talk about his his brief experience on Laguna Beach because I'd be totally down for that. So that's a quick recap. I mean, I feel like I talk about the show a lot. I'd love some feedback if I talk about it too much, if I don't talk about certain scenes enough. Um, I know that the show aired like 14 years ago, so it might be really hard to remember everything. So that's why I'm trying to touch on everything. And then if it's something like Morgan actually getting into college, I'll talk about that a little more. But like I said, any feedback, more than welcome. But today I'm filming this on February 1st, which is Elsie's birthday. So I'm going to give a shout out to Elsie. I've asked her to do an interview with me three times and she's left me on red three times. And I don't think I should ask her again because I feel like I'll get blocked. (laughs) But a lot of people say she's super nice and she's just shy. She's a really shy person. So totally get it. But Elsie, if you're listening, please, please come on the podcast. (laughs) I feel like low in the episode when she's like, please just let her come on with me.
with me. Elsie, please just come on the podcast. And I promise not to call you Elsie. I don't like Spencer either. We have so much in common. I'm also the friend who gives a ton of advice, which we're at right now, the advice corner at the very end. I asked some, or I put up a questionnaire and a lot of followers asked about moving. So if you're kind of new, newish, or if you weren't following me from the beginning, I packed up my life and just moved to Nashville. Me and my 18-year-old cat girl, we hopped on a plane, moved down here. I didn't have a job. I didn't know any, but my only friend was Peyton, who was a Coyote Ugly bartender. Um, and I just moved. I, I knew I needed to do it for myself. I visited Nashville twice, and then I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm coming. So I made the move, and a lot of people ask me kind of tips to do that, and I think you just need to find the right place because – For a long time, I thought I wanted to move to New York City, and then I didn't think I ever wanted to move, and I was all these places, but I visited Nashville just after I turned 26, I guess, just after I turned 26, and it just felt right. I can't explain it. Something about the city, it was just like, you belong here, and everyone nobody thought I'd move everyone was kind of like there's no way she's gonna do it but I did it and it's really cool to have you know technology because I can text all my friends and that was something that really was holding me back I didn't want to lose my friends I didn't want to lose the relationship I have with my nieces they're really young but we FaceTime a lot and I get to go home quite a bit because it's not too bad it's only like a two and a half hour flight So I'm able to see them. I go home maybe twice a year, three times a year, depending. But just do it. I say if you don't have anything holding you down wherever you are, if you don't have a good job, if you don't have a job that you love, if you don't feel if you don't feel like you're growing where you are, move. I mean, I like I said, I was nervous about losing friends. And honestly, yeah, there are some people I kind of lost because I moved. But you kind of realize who's there for you and who isn't. And I think that's really, really important. That's something that was hard for me to learn. And I kept trying to force these relationships and force these friendships and, you know, text them constantly. Hey, 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 I miss you. I miss you. I miss you. But eventually that wears off and you kind of just realize who's there for you, who's not there for you. And when you go home and it's funny, there will be people who haven't reached out to me in three months. But when I was home, we were best friends. But now that I'm you know, fly back home to visit. They're like, oh, let's hang out. Let's hang out. And I'm kind of like, no, you don't put effort, you know, friendships take effort. Any relationship takes effort. But, um, sorry, I just went on a little bit of a rant, but if you want to move, find somewhere you want to move to. And I say, give it a shot. I am at, um, I've been here for just over a year, a year and like two months. And it's been the hardest thing I've ever done. I mean, I moved, like I said, I moved here without a job. So those two months of being unemployed sucked, but it was also really cool because I got to like stay out till three in the morning with people and get to know people. But, and then, you know, you get your job and you meet your new friends and you, you get all these really cool experiences. And I say, give it a shot and don't give yourself like six months. I say, give yourself like two years before you decide if you want to stay or not. And technology is great. Which leads me to the next question, which was how do you, you know, step away from technology? Because I work in social media. I'm on social media all the time. 
But what I make sure to do is when I come home, I, just, I try and meal prep. I try and always have a um, dinner ready. And I keep my phone away from me. You know, I have my dinner and I just kind of chill, decompress. And I try not to look at my phone like right before bed or anything like that. I just, as much as I love Laguna Biatch, I do need to step away from it. And I, it's healthy. It's important. It's important to just kind of have time to chill and time to relax and time for yourself because we're so we're so inundated with all this information all day, so many photos, so many advertisements, so many, you know, if you're on Facebook, so many different comments by like hateful people or whatever, I don't know. It's good to step away. It's important to step away and if you get a phone call or a text, it's going to be there, you know, an hour later and you'll be fine. I promise. The final question that I got was someone was trying to get back into the dating game. They'd been with someone for 10 years and the person had been unfaithful to them twice. So he cheated on her twice. And she asked me, you know, what should I do? Honestly, I don't have the answer for that. I've never been in that position. But what I would say is do what you want. You know, travel. Go to concerts. Go to movies. Go to dinner. Just like get to know yourself again. Because you're with that person for 10 years. That's all you kind of know. And it's going to take a while to build trust. Um, I've been cheated on in the past. And it's kind of like, what the fuck? How do I deal with this? And it's all these emotions and you blame yourself. But really, like, fuck that person for cheating on you. That's what I'm going to say. Don't, don't worry, you know. Don't think so hard on what you could have done different. Just be like, wow, I deserve better than that. Because in reality, you do. And and maybe there were things that you could have done different, but they could have talked to you about that instead of sleeping with someone else. You know, they could have sat down and been an adult and been like, these are my issues. How can we fix it? If we can't fix it, let me walk. That's what I have to say about that. Um, so yeah, next week we'll have another episode and... If you have any, you know, if you want me to give you advice, please DM me. If you have any suggestions, DM me. Please hit subscribe. I really love you guys, and I'm glad that you guys have kind of welcomed this podcast with open arms. I really appreciate it, and I hope you all have an absolutely fantastic day or night, depending on when you're listening to this.